is TNNX on your Monday morning. Scott, how are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. We were recording this like a few days prior, so like Thursday before the Monday, so we're not sure what's happened in the world. Hopefully things are starting to look more positive, Fingers but crossed. we don't know. Mm-hmm. So just anything we say, just take it that we are completely ignorant at the moment. We don't know what's happened. So we're just going to say we're fine and just pretend. <laughs> uh, it's, we've had an interesting week. We had a tweet this week oh, no. which surfaced... I, 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 I want to know how this came about because this tweet went out yeah. in this tweet went out in March. The episode went out in March, but it's only just surfaced in June. <laughs> somebody's been googling their own name, I suppose. Maybe somebody's just so popular <laughs> they're only getting through the notifications right now. Mm. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's that's very very. That could be what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> if you recall, back in March on I think episode two of the Naughtiest Naughty. Uh, we spoke about a track called Cognoscenti versus Intelligentsia by a group called Cuban Boys. Um, I was going to say it sounds like this, but I didn't want to put anybody through that again. Uh, it, we, we've both been humming it before this. Should we hum a, hum a little brief few seconds of it? Wait, well, you can't hum. We'll have to do the noise, won't we? So are you ready? Okay, go on. Right. Is that enough? Yeah, that's that's enough, and and it's going to be hard to get those two things together. I'm just going to leave them, leave them however they were recording. Just it'll sound like an absolute. Anyway, I'll um, let you into a secret. I've actually sang that this week myself separately, completely unlinked to this podcast. Oh dear! So on Saturday night we had a family Zoom quiz, and my wife's cousin's little boy got a hamster so the hamster kept making a debut on camera and i kept then every time i saw the hamster at the hamster so yeah it has lived on it has lived on and it's very much cemented in there which is worrying it has we got a tweet this week well it was our our tweet got retweeted by a guy (laughs) called ricardo autobahn and he quoted you scott yeah and i and I, i i had to I had to think back to who, which of us had said it, but you, you, you remember clearly saying it, and it's I can hear it in your voice now that you've said it to you. You said, back in March, about Cuban Boys, lovely, but not for anybody who likes music. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. scary. Yeah. Ricardo Autobahn quotes your quote and says, it remains one of the best reviews ever. Oh, do you know who Ricardo Autobahn is? He's going to be one of Cuban boys, isn't he? He's one of the Cuban boys. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Great. Uh-huh. This this is something we didn't think about when we started this podcast, did we? We didn't think about the fact that we were, you know, routinely slagging off musicians and we then tagging don't. them in tweets and stuff. And yeah. then I think we're starting to realise now, because this has kind of happened a few times now where we've talked about an artist and we've tagged them in something and they've just even as simple as liking liking or retweeting or following and then now to be to be quoted you know this is evidence that they've listened to what we said yeah so as is standard for us and for me particularly it's time to crawl back up our own asses and grovel and apologize no i think look we, we've said before that we respect all the artists who've made songs and they've got them in, to number four in the charts in the case of this you know number four in the charts <laughs> we haven't done that very well done we have offered the email address to Ricardo if you would like to make a comment uh, on what we've said. 
he actually in the replies because I just I just replied saying whoops basically like oops we got caught out <laughs> and um, and his response was I can't in good faith completely disagree so there you go at least he's Say, self-aware yes. he knows what he's done he knows what crimes he's committed I mean to be fair has he committed crimes because you're still singing it and any kid who gets a hamster their parents still go so you know but look Ricardo would love to chat to you if you fancy it this is an open invitation to come and chat to us tell us what 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 was going on back then? What what made you do the track? You know, what was the motivation? What was the process? We want to know all of it, and just put us in our place. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> he agrees. He agrees. He agrees. And you know what? I'm, the weird I'm thing is, as well, is you know nobody nobody so far through this whole podcast that we have been so lovely about which is about 98 percent of the songs right yeah. has gone oh thanks very much great comments love these two this is brilliant mm-hmm. it has been the very 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 few people we've said anything critical or negative about because <laughs> the point of the podcast like we are, we are you're probably like a bit more severe than me i'm i'm pretty open-minded but the few things that i've said each time someone's heard them and come back so i don't know if it's yeah. whatever i mean it really really stands out but you can just be like a pile of shite and nobody will say anything yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and reading back that review from Ricardo makes me think, we need to be more savage. That was great. Like, we haven't been that savage for a while. But then equally, I think there hasn't been a song as, I'm going to say divisive. I'm going to avoid saying the B word. I'm going to say divisive. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a song that's been quite as divisive as that has it. And, and, and I know we're heading towards Christmas. Oh, and yeah. there might be some more tracks that are going to be, because we've, I think the, the the joy of the podcast for the last few months has been that we've been in like spring and summer, summer yeah. when albums albums are coming out, new mm-hmm. album cycles, yeah. new artists are coming through, and we've largely avoided novelty. Mm-hmm. I think the, you know we we spoke about the Wyclef Johnson this week, which isn't a novelty song. It's just a, it's got a wrestler, which makes it a bit kind of corny. That's probably the closest thing we've had to a novelty for a, mm-hmm. a good long while. Yeah, but we are going to get more of those as we now head into like October, November, and God forbid December. But yeah. So thanks, Ricardo, for that. Thanks, thank Ricardo. you for putting us in our place. But equally, thank you for just taking it on the chin and having fun with it. We <laughs> we, we 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 really appreciate that. It made us all <laughs> smile. It made me cringe for being caught out, for being like, you know, for being for, for both of us being totally schooled. But equally, it was a good laugh. But anyway, we've 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 uh, we've moved on. Kylie never tweets therapy us back. at all. <laughs> no, I know the things we've said about Kylie, man. It, it it might be all the talk about her bottom. She might have been like, "Oh, not those guys." We have been so respectful, honestly, because we actually, kn- we actually have. It could have been a lot worse, couldn't it? In the wrong hands. What sixteen-year-old Scott would say is very different to what thirty-six-year-old Scott's saying. <laughs> and yes, I'm judging myself back, but I was sixteen. I'm thinking with me pecker, you know, and. It does make me feel ashamed a little bit, but, you know, you've got to remember, you know, there's hormones involved and all sorts, but yeah, we are way more respectful and less misogynistic about our approach than what it would have been had you recorded me at 16. That's given me the idea to do an episode in... In character as all oh, Jesus. as what we were at the time. So you're 16 and I'm four, and I'm just like tweeties, tweeties, tweeties. And you're like, oh yeah, Kylie's bum. Oh yeah, you wouldn't understand me because because I'd never lived in England. I wasn't as eloquent. I was like, aye, no. Oh, look, that's lovely. Norma, how are you? Oh, I've got a wee. I've got a wee iceberg lettuce with your name on it, Norma. Norma, mere, mere Norma. I sure he says that so he did and I says that to him and what he says was uh, just just shocking. He's a right flounder and scoundrel, he is. This isn't put. See, none of that makes any this sense. Isn't, That's this like, isn't putting me off doing this. Like, I'm, I'm more inclined to now than ever. I think that was, was a culty, <laughs> little small town, like Dairy Girls. Yeah. The Dairy Girls were like diverse because they lived in a city. I was like twelve minutes away. 
but I was a farmer to those people, <laughs> even though I lived in a town and didn't own a tractor. Don't get me wrong, I hung around in a tractor oh, a lot yeah. and oh, like yeah. quads and stuff, oh, yeah. but I didn't own one. Like, God. I didn't have a massive Ferguson. <laughs> right. Jaunty. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting insight into Scott's life as a, as a young lad. Let's do some bonus tracks then because we've got Sash coming up. These, of course, are tracks that just didn't quite make the cut for the main episode on a Friday, but still worth talking about nonetheless. People, I think people would think that we would just ignore some tracks, but the whole point of this series is that we cover everything, don't we? Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. skip. I mean, we have skipped some things because R. Kelly and they probably don't exist in the case of Rebecca Wheatley, but we, we are covering everything in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. that includes sash and it includes this from richard blackwood and his second single one two three four get with the wicked can i get a in 2020 we've got the multi-talented idris elba who can do everything yeah and is like the the like angelic superstar in 2000 the person that did the same sort of thing was richard blackwood Mm. it's not really comparable is it no uh kind of think we need more idris elba but oddly enough i quite like this I, i like it less than the first one mummy mummy used to say whatever it was called what what does get with the wicked mean if you if you could kind of in, if you could kind of interpret in I've it, no idea what, what kind of, what, what where have you come to with it? I'm I'm kind of like I, I've got no idea it's just a, it's just a line is there an urban dictionary for this kind of phrase potentially from the maybe. year two thousand maybe I just didn't live in a circle where that language was no, particularly used no. but instrumentally I think instrumentally it's really strong yes it actually is yes it is the I I could do without the reference to. RB runs the show mm. that could be taken out mm. for me that's the bit that I don't like of it and I think that because he didn't <laughs> we, yeah we've done the we've done the RB thing in the last song I don't need it to continue over you know it isn't, it isn't signature enough for me to keep that kind of in you know it's not a like a red one or a pit bull and all of that kind of crap. No, but well, it's a t- it's a typical second single thing, isn't it? Yeah. You, you either double down or you or you totally change. And he's kind of doubled down here, hasn't he? There was a, was the last one. There was kind of a question of like, is it supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be kind of real this one kind of still feels comedic but shifts more towards feeling a bit more real mm-hmm. but just doubled down like i think the, the success of the first one's clearly made an impact he's gone let's just make it that but yeah twice as twice as that i enjoyed the music video the music video at the start made the song he positioned it as a bit cheesy whereas actually then what i did is i went and i watched the top of the pops performance which i don't remember seeing at the time mm. and the top of the pops performance for me is a vibe and i really really enjoyed it right and that changed everything for me just because you know dita's there he's got his hype man and stuff there they're in the middle of the crowd the crowd are singing the whoop whoops and all of that and you can kind of yeah you can feel the response of it whereas you know the international music video and the girl's dad catching him in the bedroom when he's asking her out and all of that kind of crack. Mm. You know, like Dita on it's brilliant. Overall, I think it's actually a bop, and it make me. It, it's just making me question: Is everybody these days just really musically uptight? You know, mm. do we all have a musical stick up our arse? Are we all trying to like be on the newest track or the coolest track? And I love new music, but you know, is it is it causing us anxiety? Are we under so much pressure to be with it that we just can't enjoy? I think so. Something that comes I, along as fun. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that, and I think doing this doing this show has alleviated a lot of the pressure for me like I'm now I still look for new music but it's not what I dedicate most of my time to like I can happily put on like pop music now and it's just 
I think I've realised that pop music's my tribe. Mm-hmm. I think pop music's my tribe, and I wish I'd, I wish I just accepted it sooner. You know, I had that voice note weeks and weeks ago from Jordan, who got in touch saying that he's quite a big new music person too, but doing this podcast and hearing this podcast has made him appreciate just that it isn't all like soulless manufactured trash Mm -hmm. actually it is well put together and a lot of it is just really good and really fun and music can be fun and it hasn't got to be about discovering the most underground romanian hard bass or you know it can just be about fun and i I think i've enjoyed doing that the podcast for that reason because it's just given me a whole new dimension of music listening that just I can take this stick out my ass, yeah. And 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 looking looking for new music and trawling through Spotify playlists and trawling through blogs and, you know, listening to podcasts and stuff. It can it can be like a real chore, especially when you especially when you can't find anything, especially when you're going through stuff for a long time and nothing good comes up. Whereas I think going back and looking at this stuff, even Richard Blackwood comes up, and I'm like, yeah, I can vibe with this. It's just unapologetically fun and nice. Mm-hmm. Like I want this, and I love the fact this exists because. I think the podcast and things would be a little bit lesser without it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really glad that it exists. But yeah. And what's interesting for me personally is like, you know, we're racing through 2000s now because we are into September with this. And I, you know, I've started a new school. I've got, I, I'm, I'm forming new friendship groups and I'm starting to do different stuff. So now my musical experiences so far have all been quite party-ish and things. And now you're going to get a bit more rock scott mm. indie scott like and i was always open-minded anyway but things are going to get different with the the stories and stuff that i tell and i just really wish now that i had a richard blackwood story <laughs> and i think maybe you know when you're 16 you are and i did it with the sugar babes you're, you're just quick to chuck away tracks yeah because yeah. you know if you if you and your social group think somebody's lame you just write that off and i wish and i don't i never did that with richard blackwood you know i really didn't but I feel like I wish I just had some sort of a memory to this one because I think actually the memories that you'd have as 16 bopping around to this would be kind of priceless. Yeah. They'd be funny and they'd be ones that you remember every single detail of because, you know, your friends would just be like, just being idiots <laughs> and you would just like have really good crack. Richard Blackwood there with his track one two three four. Get with the wicked. You can't not sing the line, can you? It's one of those tracks. It's impossible not to sing the line. I've been singing it with my little boy Felix while he's been eating his dinner. Whenever he gets like a little bit lethargic and I need him to eat a bit more, I wave. I push his elbows up so his hands are in the air, and he has to give me a whoop whoop. Um, and he, <laughs> he giggles, and then when it all calms down, he just starts scooping stuff back into his mouth. So thank you, Richard Blackwood, for feeding my little boy. Yeah, <laughs> one two three four. Eat all your chicken. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Richard. Can I, get I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I know that wasn't part of his vision to have the piss taken out of it like that, but maybe it was. Who knows? Uh, so we've got some tracks now in the naughtiest now, which we spoke about last week, but we just had to cut out because we just spoke for too long about Gaga. And you know what? I don't feel bad about it at all because it got to number one just after we finished recording that. It got to number one. Yes. It's a smash all around the world it's so enormous I feel like we dedicated just the right amount of time and it's actually been playlist on the station I work for Ooh. so it came on the radio on Sunday during the uh, during the gardening phone in <laughs> and uh, it made me feel really happy obviously it maybe may yeah <laughs> that's exactly where you position so- it wouldn't it I-, I was talking to someone on the phone about hydrangeas in the background I could hear Lady Gaga and oh, Rain On Me class. so that was nice but we've got some more tracks that have 
come out recently. Basically, where this came from is that I was just on Spotify, having a little route through, seeing acts we've covered so far. Are they still doing stuff? What are they up to now? Have they for some reason, released new tracks for the first time in 20 years because of us. Maybe. I'm not saying that, but I sort of am. But here are some that have come through. We're going to do some from the B15 project very shortly. But first, Dead Mouse in the Neptunes. Cue Scary Jingle. It's the noise now. The noise now. The noise now. This is also very interesting because we've covered the Neptunes already in this series. They did, was it Khalees caught out there was one of the tracks that they produced? Of course, the Neptunes being, one half of them is Pharrell Williams, who we see again with other productions, with NERD, with solo stuff. He's now teamed up with Dead Mouse, who of course we best know for kind of more undergroundy drum and bass and dubstep and that kind of I just hit a chord drum and bass dumb, dubstep that kind of thing harder dance music he's slowed it down he's gone funky and released a summer tune this is called Pomegranate it is shining like three seeds of pomegranates in my hands it's just us that's on this beach and all this sand all of this water I know but damn I know we ain't supposed to touch it We only live once, man it's kind of rude and I like it <laughs> yeah yeah this was very unexpected when I saw it pop up on my my Twitter feed somebody said oh like Dead Mouse and the Neptunes I thought uh-huh. is it the is it the Neptunes yeah is Dead Mouse my, my, my first thought was are the Neptunes doing dance music like Dead Mouse is doing uh, they crossed into his realm but no Dead Mouse has gone across to the the funky side, yeah, and he's made like a, he's made like a mainstream pop track. He's and made it almost, a, I'm, I'm almost kind of sad that it. Yeah, I was going to say it's Funk Wave Bounces too. Mm-hmm. It's the Funk Wave Bounces too that Calvin Harris will not make. But if Dead Mouse wants to, then so be it. I'm up for. I'm all up for it. Me. I can't tell where Dead Mouse is in this. This just sounds like a Pharrell track. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to know what's been done. I mean, it's it's it, we, we can't say he's not versatile because. We've both seen them do sets at Creamfields, and they mm-hmm. do crossover in all different places. You know, there's, oh, yeah. there's very spacey parts where he's got the big cube on the stage that fills with smoke, and it's like one of the most incredible things you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He has those tracks, like I remember, that are kind of early this you know 2010s decade. Mm-hmm. He's got harder stuff. He's got some really hard stuff. He's got some really, really spaced out, like stonery stuff. And now he's got another string to his bow. And that's this. This is making me feel devastated that you really can't or really shouldn't be going on holidays whenever you can fly again because mm. it is, it's very much, and I don't know if this is a logic and I try to think, would this actually work? Would this make you more money? You know, if this was, say for example, all resorts and stuff are open, would this get more plays during the day at a pool bar with people sitting around because it might come out three or four times a day yeah. if the DJ's playing it as opposed to in a nightclub because you'd play it once and you maybe only play that once a set and you do a set once a week. So actually, you only chuck that track out once a week and you rely on other DJs to play it too. But, you know, mm. you know, pull bar DJs will play that maybe three times a day while people are sitting recovering and socializing around a pool. Yeah, so maybe totally. it actually makes you more, more more dollar that way. But yeah, it is very much a, a summer holiday romantic story with a little element of like 
naughty naughty and stuff and I, mm. I really like the I like the lyrics of it I'm almost quite sad that I don't feel like it'll do anything kind of chart wise or sales wise because people will see Dead Mouse and just go oh not Dead Mouse and they won't even give it a chance I think there's a, there's a, there's, think, a, there's, a, yeah. there's, a there's a conception around Dead Mouse just because of just because of the na- the nature of, I mean, it's the same as Skrillex. You know, Skrillex has had to kind of go under other aliases and kind of hide himself in tracks, just because he has a reputation that some people don't get behind. Whereas this, as you say, you can't even you can't even hear Dead Mouse in this. It's just it's a Neptune's production that he's, I guess, involved in. Yeah, and it's part of an album as well. He's, he's got a new album coming out. This is his first one in four years. Is this going to be the consistent tone of it? Is it going to be? A mixture of stuff. Is this a reinvention of Dead Mouse? I mean, certainly the cover of the the single is still very much mm-hmm. Dead Mouse of of what we've come to know. You know, the font's the same, the logo's the same. I'm I'm confused, but I like it, and I hope people can see past the fact that it's Dead Mouse because there's nothing to I there's think, nothing to hate. I think people your age and under might not know who the Neptunes are. Like you're a muso, what I call a music geek. You're a muso, and I think you know you know who the Neptunes are. Mm. People took. You know, when when Pharrell kind of started coming back with Daft Punk and Get Lucky and um, Swedish House Mafia, your name, people had to readjust to who Pharrell was because he had kind of been forgotten. Mm. Like he'd always been doing stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. But and I think that now I think now the Neptunes is the rebirth of the like of this and this is it coming back and actually what we might find is in a year's time or in six months' time that this is just something that is for a greater a greater thing mm, that mm. is going to be massive and actually we're 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 going to get some massive relaunch of the Neptunes but yeah I, I think Dead Mouse might get away with it because so many people are going to listen to things like New Music Friday and because it's sunny out people are going to choose playlists that they wouldn't normally yeah. and I think people are going to look down at their phone and go what's this track because it sounds like Calvin Harris and you might think it's Calvin because of the the funk wave but and then you look at it and you go it's Dead Mouse shit but then also if did you say it's four years since Dead Mouse has had an album yeah yeah, could this have been made and produced three years ago, and actually it just never really got released? And then Calvin's done the funk thing and changed all of that. Pharrell's done his stuff, and this is just really, really late. But it could have been one of the first ones. Very possibly, yeah. Very, 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 very possibly. Yeah, uh, mm. it's that's just speculation. Don't write that into a blog, anybody, because that's just <laughs> me and my brain ticking around. But you hey, know, if we can, um, we just don't know. But that's what I've started to think about. If we can get on the blog site, just say anything really. We'll just anything to get the attention, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, give us some plugs. I've seen him twice now at Creamfields, and every every year I've seen him. He's been a, he's been a highlight. Mm-hmm. He's it's just a big spectacle, isn't he? He's always on big stages. He's got his big cube. He programs it all himself. Oh wow! You know, it's it's a, it's a it's a big it's a big show that he does. Mm-hmm. You know, from scratch, and it's just it's magnificent. I listened with my flatmate for the first time, and I put it on. I was we, we were both kind of like Dead Mouse and the Neptunes. What the fuck? Uh-huh. And I put it on, and within seconds, my flatmate goes, "That's just." random access memories daft punk that's just that's what it is mm-hmm. and it is yeah but and, and it's funny that it's pharrell again but that maybe suggests what you've said that it is just a comeback for the neptunes it would be nice if they became a household name in the same way that nerd kind of did at the time you know mm-hmm. when they had like she wants to move and they were coming through they kind of got a bit of a, a household name behind them yeah and maybe the neptunes can escape from you know muso geeks like us and become just chart successes i'd be well up for it well up for it yeah that's probably what we need to be fair because you know things at the moment everything's slowing down i'm struggling with what's in my inbox because things are slow and it's really hard to do a dance music show when you don't have any variation Mm. and Mm. i'm not getting very much drum and bass and stuff through i'm getting bits and pieces but you know it is a is a difficult one right now and i could i could kind of do like don't get me wrong this this dead mouse track is still too slow for my show and yeah i I can play it once 
and I will get complaints because <laughs> it's not a Friday night vibe. It is very much poolside. It's daytime. And like, it's sunny as we record this. It's perfect for this exact moment outside. Yeah. You know what really, really yeah. is. Maybe a hot tub song, but it, it, it's it's a difficult one. And it's got a strange place. So I'm intrigued to see what remixes of it start to appear. Mm. Let's do one more artist then. A few weeks ago, we did Girls Like Us from B15 Project. Yeah. And I think we, we, we sort of said at the time that they didn't really do much more from there they had that one big hit they did other tracks but Mm -hmm. certainly never really got that same success again weirdly in the three or four weeks since we did that review they've released two tracks now i'm not possibly i couldn't possibly possibly suggest (laughs) that they saw us tag them on instagram and thought we should get the band back together i'm not saying that for one second but let's just say i was for one second the timing is interesting they've got two tracks that sort of channel what they were doing before sort of fit in very nicely with what's been going on now let's get into the first one that was released most recently this is called Selector Boy What do you make of this, Scott? I'm just kind of glad to have the garage side of things about. Yeah. You know, this is safe. I think this is going back to the rose-tinted glasses and nostalgia thing. I like it because it just reminds me of where I was at the time. Mm. And, mm. you know, does it... And what it does do is it might give people that are in the grime fan base... Uh, like a, a, a different platform you know just a, they can step out of it for a little bit and go and listen to something else but i think generally yeah i i like it do i think it's going to be a number one fighting up against lady gaga and Ariana grande no but uh you know i'm glad that they're still doing stuff mm. and they've stayed true to their form you know yeah. and you know there's passion behind that and that's great this this particular one isn't really a million million worlds away from girls like us is it i certainly I felt similar vibes from it. Felt similar production techniques. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's really that's that was garage music, really. And I think you know what's nice is it sounds. And we've just we've we've kind of wondered historically what garage would sound like in twenty twenty with kind of new mastering techniques and things like that. And this is kind of it, but it's got a lot of nostalgic elements to it. Yeah, and it was the thing we said. It was uh, Sunship, wasn't it? Kerry Evans who was saying that they worried that garage these days would sound bigger and more produced and it would lose that like same edge that it had back in the day yes this probably does fit into that category of being you can hear the production value you can hear the the mastering a bit more yeah i like the blend i like i like the blend of it though i like i like the sort of reggae electronica blend that it has i think if this is what garage sounds like going forward as as like a mainstream thing i mean like ladbrook grove that we spoke about by aj tracy isn't a million miles away from this either no no and whenever so when, when you make a track you know, you need to think about where it's going to be made. And it's the same if you make, if you're recording something, you have to listen back to it on as many different machines as you can at different levels and different volumes because, you know, people turn volumes down, they turn them up. But, you know, Garage at the time, you know, there wasn't mobile phones with loudspeakers. There wasn't mobile phones that could stream the internet and you didn't have two, you know, 
Apple earpieces in. You didn't have the mm. what are the the wireless ones called? Pods. There was Air, no pods. AirPods. Yeah. yeah. And what you do have is you've got people walking around now with AirPods on. You've got people walking around with really expensive headphones mm. around their their neck at all times. Car radios are better. Mm. People are using Bluetooth speakers. They're using Alexas, and so where it's being spat out. It's such a diverse platform, so you do have to master it differently. Yeah. But this one has been mastered to make it 2020, but it hasn't really lost its traditional elements. And it's the same for the other track that they've released too. Well, let's do that as well. And this one's called Diamonds and Pearls. See, that'll sound good on all little little platforms, I think. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I can imagine hearing this on like Capital Extra or Kiss. Certainly, very yeah. Kiss. I'd like to hear it on Kiss. I hope it does get picked up. It's got that same throwback sound that you spoke about, but again, feels very modern. It feels like it fits in. I mean, to me, I was thinking about if these kind of tracks want the success. I think there is a platform now because of Love Island. Yeah, I think so many artists are coming through now and they can put on their press release and they can put on their Twitter bio or whatever, you know, my song featured on Love Island. And as a result, we are getting more of those tracks because they need, they need, you know, the shows need to be filled with these tracks mm-hmm. to, to make them, you know, it's, it's a relationship that works for everyone. I think if, if that's what these tracks need to make them famous, and that's, I mean, I hate Love Island and I hate everything it stands for, but as a platform for music, it's doing a, it's doing a decent job. But there's been some good artists that have come through from just having the odd track play on Love Island. Yeah, and that's you know I think that's the new uh, the Love Island and all of those things. They're the new Live and Kickins. They're the new CD UKs. <laughs> you know, that's that it is the platform because you know you have to you have to put your artist where the eyes are, and the eyes mm-hmm. are Love Island. You know, I've never seen it, but I appreciate that sometimes in my inbox I get a subject line that says Love Island. And I'm like, right, I do need to check this out in case it's mm. significant. Mm. But I'll, have I seen this? Because I think Craig David was actually... Did Craig David physically go and perform at like a, a villa or something? Was he was he physically there as opposed to being a... <sighs> Not sure. A, a, a noise, I don't know. But, you know, I, I don't really know how it works. But yeah, that is the new... It is the new platform because, but it's harder to sell. People have way more choice. People have control now. People can skip. People can scan. You know, there's adverts doing people's heads in, so people stop. You have got to decide when the advert comes on. If you don't get that skip in five seconds button, or it says add one of two, or is that is the next thing you want to listen to worth going through these two adverts mm. for? Mm. You know, there's it's just a different way of having to make decisions about whether things are worthy before you've even you've even heard them. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's hard and. Being a, a music programmer for a radio station, it seems like it'd be a really easy job, but it's actually not. And making a decision about something like this would be really, really hard because, you know, there's the easy logic of when you take something off a playlist, you don't fill that space with something that sounds the same as what you've just taken out. Mm. But at the same time, if there's nobody else making that sound in that kind of community, is there any point so what we would really need is we would need to see an upheaval of like b15 project maybe sunship do a couple of things you know it'd be nice to know that there's a few more things on the go where you can you can put them that mm. they don't take risks with some things unless they're huge 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 like mm. um love regenerator calvin harris came back you know and did hypnagogic last year that is not attractive if that was somebody else you'd play but because it was calvin harris he got daytime playing radio yeah. yeah nobody would do that nobody would do that if it was some new dude that's just one X Factor. 
it's sad, but it's it's true, isn't it? It's true. We see it all the time mm-hmm. with mainstream radio and playlists and that kind of thing. But as for the tracks themselves, as they stand on their own, I hope they do find their way into like Spotify playlists that are looking for mm-hmm. those like new garage vibes. I hope that they do make the transition. And these are just two tracks that have come you know, brand new in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be more to come? Are they ramping up towards something? Are they going to start Ugh, reaching out for big, bigger features and that kind of thing? I'm, I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what happens. Uh, from my little Spotify search, there are other artists we've covered so far that are still doing stuff. Scanty Sandwich has been very busy. I think I might cover some of those tracks very soon. <laughs> they've, re- yeah. they've released 16 tracks this year, having had a, a, long, a long break of doing nothing. 16 uh-huh. in the space of, well six months maybe even less we don't know when they actually came out i mean again it's one of those things i'd like to think if i was being a real fantasist and a real delusional head case and again i might be the bump to the head i'd like to think that we we pop up on instagram feeds and we pop up on twitter feeds and we tag them in the posts and they go you know i could do this music thing again wouldn't wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a nice thing to think that we we're part of it. Yeah. I'm not saying that we yeah. are, but I think it would be, it would be it would be nice if a, a, an Instagram account that had been dormant for a long time suddenly we popped up and we were nice about their song and they were like, "Yeah, huh." I think that'll be good. And you know what I think would be class, right? You know, if like the B15 project, imagine they were all grown up and all of them had kids, and then the kids all wanted to be musicians. Mm. And actually, what you did is they inherited the B15 project, and then the kids yeah. took over it and did their next era of stuff you know uh, that could be like a really interesting approach to do that but mm, um mm. yeah like i i kind of hope stuff comes did you so you searched for this this didn't land in an inbox because nope, i nope. kind of think i don't i don't think i'll ever see this in my inbox because i don't think the prs will be strong enough mm, to sell this mm. in this day and age because you know pr agencies are looking for safe 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 whereas you know scanty sandwich as well if scanty sandwich has done 16 tracks in a year and not one of them's landed in my inbox there is not enough push behind that by whoever's doing it and sometimes you can just have a pot of stuff that's really really good and you just don't get the pr that's why so many people stay on a local scene because you know people aren't willing to try sell Mm. them it's a shame but we'll see how things progress hopefully we can bring you some positive news Mm -hmm. soon but we'll we'll see what happens This is the third track from Sash we've done. This is the third single from their third album, Trilenium. It's called With My Own Eyes. realized actually right how big a deal sash was and i know i was mm. there and i was a sash fan and i've got like sash's greatest hits but every track bar one that sash has done has landed in the top 10 in the uk yeah massive deal and actually the one that didn't which was one of actually my favorites color the world friend laura performed at school to that in like a, a dance production that could be the reason why it didn't get to the <laughs> top 10 but um you know he had a lot of tracks and all of them got top 10 yeah that's that's such a such a such an achievement and mm. you kind of forget 
he had so many tracks and yeah this is this is the last one in that decade to get to number 10 because we do see a re yes in fact do we will we see him it's on this podcast 2000, again? 2008 when raindrops comes out so we will see them again but it's, so a, it's a good eight years yeah yeah yeah, okay. And that track's out right now. Ben Nicky's doing a big, massive hardcore oh, version really? of that at 130 BPM. So that's on the go again. Mm. And the new age of hardcore ravers that are 18 years old are now experiencing the stunt version from 2008 and then the Ben Nicky version and all sorts of the, the Sash version. So all a learning circle. Yes, it certainly is. It's one of those misheard lyrics things, much like Adelante with Finger Me. <laughs> My Own Eyes is very much mayonnaise sorry as soon as i heard mayonnaise. it i thought that's for the entire song for us yeah okay uh-huh. yeah what watch it back just picture like it's almost like somebody who is now living in london who formerly lived in a foreign country like greece and they're trying to like adopt a cockney accent and it's mayonnaise <laughs> you'll, you'll once once you've once you've, you've heard it again you'll you'll not unhear yes, it yes yeah i get it uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of like when people from northern ireland move to their another region in england and all of a sudden they adopt the accent which is like <laughs> people where i come from in limavati some people think that i'm completely english mm-hmm. and that i don't sound northern irish in the slightest but yeah i can kind of I can yeah. kind of hear that. This reminds me again. This is a this is a specific memory for me. This one because you know we all really enjoyed Sash because it was like really lighthearted. You could lose yourself a little bit to it and, and just go nuts. But if you've seen Dairy Girls, there's the episode where the international students come to stay and the girl in school has the house party, mm. um, and you can kind of see the vast size difference in houses in Northern Ireland. My mate Trevor lived in the countryside two miles up this private lane and he had this house that they'd kind of custom built as a family and he had a massive landing and we used to have parties on his upstairs landing and this was one of the tracks that would get smashed out at his upstairs landing and people talked about his parties people wanted to come to his parties and his parties kind of started without dj equipment they only really started because him and his sister got bought the same hi-fi for christmas and we kind of twigged if we if we put the cd into that hi-fi and this cd into that hi-fi you could mix these two songs together using volume yeah. controls couldn't you so he then ended up becoming a dj off the back of us just like just pissing about having house yeah. parties with one volume one hi-fi one vo- <laughs> and his sister like we used to have to go like we're having a party tonight we need your hi-fi and then you know she had to come to the party because uh we'd stolen her hi-fi and she had nothing to do in her bedroom but yeah it was class that was just like a, a bouncing track for us and a really strong commercial track mm. really because of the the vocals and you know really nice i like that it goes back to the more Atlantic kind of video you know there's more kind of decadence and more kind of like wild behavior just around the hill was quite tranquil wasn't it whereas this one's got fire dancers it's got like kind of a bit more of an edgy vibe to it it's got sash being there kind of like in his dj boost living up this is the kind of sash that i like more i think i I like it when it's a bit more kind of like intense and in your face this is probably more what sash was like i don't think through the podcast we've had a full maybe yeah maybe we have with adelante but yeah some of the stuff we've covered sash wise hasn't really shown you what it was like to be a sash fan i think you know if you just go back and listen to Encore en Foi, I think yeah. you kind of still get it, you know, that, that positions it all for you. And he had, he had some tracks before Encore en Foi, but it all started with Encore en Foi. Mm. But I, I really liked this one and I kind of was surprised it got to number 10 because I thought by this point it was only like specialist music fans mm. knew this kind of Sash stuff. But yeah, number 10, I'm really pleased it did get to number 10 and I'm, I'm really pleased we got to discuss it. I think it's a, a really interesting dance track. Thank you. 
shall we do next week's track listing for the naughtiest naughty because some big songs we're still in september we've got some interesting stuff so we've got number ones from mariah carey and westlife is this a collaboration that you've been looking forward to i feel like we've spoken about it before we mentioned the fact that we could write off mariah's previous stuff because she had a better track which was this yes but is it something that i love again it's it's a westlife track mm. it was never on my thing but what i do want is i do feel like i'm very biased towards women so i want to try open my mind a bit more to the, the male side of things yeah um, w- women get, women I'm get not dying to hear it but w- women get all the preferential treatment in our society god give the men a chance i know yeah it's <laughs> terrible but yeah I'm not waiting for it. I think I actually like the other number one you're about to cover better. Oh, so we've already covered A1. What was their track called? Uh, like a Rose? Mm-hmm, yeah. I can still see the curtains and smell the teen angst. But their track, Take On Me, was a number one. It is indeed a cover. A very a very dangerous cover. Very dangerous cover of Aha. And it was their first number one. After a few decent hits, they finally get a number one. And it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. And it was done quite well, in my opinion. We'll see when we talk about it. We also are back to the dance music, pretty much. And Sonia Clark is back. Her business name is Sonique. And we've got her number two single, Sky. We've done Paul Oakenfold this week with Planet Perfecto. And we said that he's coming back with something in a different guise, a different alias. Mm-hmm. It's Element 4 and the Big Brother theme tune. It got to number four in the UK charts. I mean, I, I need to listen back to it again because it's been a while, but it's a big tune, in it? Like, ignore the fact that it's a TV theme tune. It's just a big dance track. Were people dancing to this in clubs? Yes, I was. And R- really? Yeah, because it was a radio edit and stuff of it. I actually have a really specific memory to that, which I'll share in the episode next week. Yeah. But it was, it was played like a proper song. Doesn't radio test very well now, but I think it's because we've heard the theme tune so many times on Big Brother that it's kind of been semi-killed for us. But at the time, it was a massive track, and I remember going for it to it. Yeah. It probably gets just as much radio play now as back then, but just from people using it as, like, clips as part of, like, you know, packages <laughs> yeah. or as, like, as like beds or, like, comedy sketches or mm-hmm. people doing the, the, the Marcus Bentley voiceover. It probably gets just as much play now as it did back then. Isn't that crazy to think, but just for a totally different reason? I'd love to see the PRS report. Yeah, I bet it's enormous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet it's huge. Also, we've got the return of Billy Piper. I didn't remember day and night. I certainly don't remember this. Something deep inside. Doesn't ring a bell with me yet. We're also going to then do some number fives. We've got Pink coming back again with most girls. And then we've got a summary Duran Duran cover by Aurora and Naomi Coleman, Ordinary World. Also, Anastasia is here and she's going to belt out those high notes like you can't even believe. I was editing a little piece a little while ago and somebody had chosen Anastasia Left Outside Alone as the track that they wanted to to use as, as their song for the package. And I was like, oh my God, Anastasia is so brilliant. I'm looking forward to get. I mean, that's like 2003, I think. But I'm Out of Love is a big heart club classic it's one of those sort of tracks that you always hear on the radio so i'm looking forward to that and also the return of cisco who unleashed his thong song onto us and now he's going to unleash the dragon <laughs> which almost sounds a bit perverted wow. but we'll find out what that means very soon so we have some shocking chart positions next week because you know anastasia i'm out of love was one of like the most sang reality tv audition tracks and only got to number six this one only got to number nine and mm. sync it's gonna be me we're gonna chat about that in full and finally uh bon jovi <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry the track's called say it isn't so but i just don't care 
Come at me. I don't care. Thank you, Scott, as always. We will regroup on Friday to talk about these tunes. Yeah. And of course, again, next Monday for the naughtiest, naughty extra, TNNX. Take care of yourself, Scott. Take care. Thank you very much. You too. Love you. I have a question, and I don't really ever see you as the type of person that's properly been in a fight, but are you the Geordie version of The Rock? I'm the pebble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>